Welcome to Real Brave Live, where we're going to talk about the uh, 10 worst albums of all time, according to critics. Real Brave, of course, is a place where you can learn music. We have in-person studios, but worldwide, you can learn online with us at practice-pad.com. PracticePad is an online portal to learn lessons with an instructor, and it has tools to make you incredible. Take my word for it. Uh, Kevin, today we're going to talk about uh, some, some albums. The worst albums ever. <laughs> on, on Real Brave. Is Live. that on there too? Uh, yeah, that's, that's from my own self-titled debut album. Is it a polka album? It is. Uh, a, it's, a pol it's like a fusion polka, jazz, jam, rock, prog rock, math rock, um, rap. It's, I rap over all of it. Oh, my God. And I also sing falsetto background vocals. That's wonderful and really nightmarish. It's, uh, yeah. it's, well, it's not great. Well, we're also going to have a, a short game that Kevin made up. Yeah, well, I didn't make it up. Sure you did. I learned it in college. Oh, oh okay. Uh, the first time. Okay. Well, uh, are we critics? I mean, are we going to are we going to agree with with uh, this whole assertion that the what are what is a critic? I mean, are you a critic? A uh, critic is a person who offers critique. Yeah. Is that valid today in the Yelp world? I don't know. Um, you know, this is the second time we're doing this. <laughs> This is the second time we're doing it. I thought I was having some deja vu. No, but what we did say the first time is that uh, if you are uh, on Yelp and you go to a restaurant and you have bad service, it's your American duty to make sure that they never do business again. Yep. Yes. Yep, so if you've been sleeping for two months, didn't I say that already? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. Uh, if you're watching, please comment. Um, this is a lot more fun with your involvement. And um, listen, we, we do this once a week, every Wednesday, so just hit that reminder button so that you can get uh, notifications. And we have a ton of learning opportunities for you, so you can join us on the Practice Portal, yes. which is a Facebook group. And you can also uh, join us at practice-pad.com, sign up there to uh, get lessons with us. Mm. Now, uh, on to the 10 worst albums of all time, mm -hmm. according to Business Insider, who has been our go-to for some reason. Yes. Every time they... It's either really good SEO or um, valid content. I don't know which comes first. SEO stands for... Sometimes site. everyone opens. That opens their web page. Yeah, it's, 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 the rest of it is implied. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hopefully we don't get taken down for this. Uh, number 10, Chris Brown's Fortune, oh, 2012. Chris Brown. Yeah, Chris Brown. Yeah, the old Chris Brown. Uh, I hear he's a great guy. Very... Uh, well-natured. If it, it's the ten worst album, it's t number ten is of the worst album according to critics. And why is it come? Did it receive a nomination for best urban contemporary album at the fifty-fifth uh, Grandma Awards? I mean, I listened to it and um, the Grandma Awards. Oh, yeah, the, the Grandma Grammy, Awards. The Grandma, Grammy, Grammy Nana, Awards. Nana Awards. Uh, I don't know. I listened to it, and you know, I listened to a lot of these top ten albums, and you know, I don't want to be devil's advocate, but. It seems like, you know, there's, there's a market for these things. Um, Chris Brown famously uh, had a very bad relationship with Rihanna and yeah. uh, famously uh, uh, assaulted her, I believe it was. I think that's the word. Um, and um, this was after that. So this was post-Rihanna years where he's trying to get back on top 
and it's very unapologetic. 2012. Uh, in, in the lyrics. Yeah, well, they, it got panned in the lyrical content, yeah. and some critics, these people that are on Yelp talking about things, uh, no, these are, these are people that are paid, uh, were complimentary uh, towards production. So I guess on one hand, he was, it sounded good. On the other hand, it just didn't, wasn't well received. Yeah, I, uh, it, it sounded like to me just like regular old contemporary hip hop. And I, uh, it's not my cup of tea, but like I can see why people would like it. I, your tea, I never want to drink. And number nine, uh, Puddle of Mud. Oh, yeah. Comes in in Life on Display 2003. Um, never liked this band. Oh, it always rubbed me the wrong way. They wrote that song, uh, She Hates Me. Yeah, everything they've done, I've just loathed for some reason. Um, yeah. Life on Display uh, largely had poor reviews, mm. according to people that know things. Mm. And uh, Rolling Stone gave the album a one out of five, because Rolling Stone knows everything. Well, yeah. As they're named after uh, Bob Dylan, Derek. Like a Rolling Stone. Yes. Is that really why they're they're named after? That's uh, that's where the Stones came after. Which yeah. I think it goes even further back from uh, Bob Dylan. There's um, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Um, is is like a American songbook. Plus you have cavemen. And and cavemen. Cavemen were largely influential on the on the Rolling Stones. The Neo Paleolithic era. Yeah. Uh, when they started to use tools, huge, in, huge influence and on all rock and roll. The with with round stones. Uh, Javi said, "Hi, Javi. Uh, I bet Chinese Democracy is somewhere on that list." Oh, that you tune in. Yeah, that's a Guns N' Roses album. Yes, it is. Oh. It it was pre. It was post uh, Guns N' Roses breakup. Tune in for that exciting announcement. Whether or not they made it on the top ten. Oh, really? I know you're on the edge of your seat, Javi, um, or the edge of your. Um, Bed. Chair? <laughs> Stool. Stool. Uh, coming in at number eight is Louis XIV, uh, the famously King of England, yeah. recorded an album right. uh, in the 1600s. Um, it somehow got it on record. Uh, Slick Dogs and Ponies. Yeah, well, he had... Um, Who is Louis XIV? I've never heard of this person. They are like a house band. I think they are British... Um, I just listened to that album and it's, it's not good. This okay. is like going along with my day. My day is, has not been great. Okay, so house music, <laughs> uh, trance music, techno music. Um, I have been using it lately to stay focused at work, boss. Um, but it, um, it's just all, to me, sounds very much, and house aficionados will be very upset when they hear me say, it all sounds the same. It all sounds like... That's more trance. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if that's... Is there a difference? Yeah, there is, because like, house is just like, get out, take your... Put your, your dance shoes on, go out on the dance floor, and make a fool of yourself. Okay. Uh, trance is more like background music, like... Boots and Cats Actually, is, is their house. Genres are, their genres are considered a post-punk revival, garage rock revival, mod revival, and indie rock. But that album, um, Slick Dogs and Ponies, is like, I don't know. It's a lot of everything, and it's not a well, lot of good. I like eclectic <laughs> albums where you can hear five different genres <laughs> by the same artist. Slick Dogs and Ponies. Yeah. The, the notes here say whiny and annoying. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just not wrong. Uh, quote, the sentimental dimension 
of of slick dogs only further depicts Louis the Fourteenth, famously the King of England, as an embodiment of everything American audiences never got about glam rock. Louis the Fourteenth only gives you testosterone fueled rock at its latest. I thought they were house. What's happening? Yeah. Um, also, uh, there's no ACDC ACDC albums on this list. That's kind of a that's a bummer for you. It's a misnomer. Dude, they're like one of the best selling albums of, uh, bands of all time. I know. Uh, coming in at number seven, Charlie Puth, uh, Nine Track Mind, My Children Love Charlie Pooh. Charlie Pooh? Pooh. Pooh. He you needed to change his name. You know what I really that's, like? That's just a terrible thing. Um, Charlie I wonder Puth. if uh, the people at Charlie Puth concerts um, chant his name like they, cha- like they chant Bruce Springsteen's first Pooh. name. Pooh. 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 I always thought Pooh. that... I always thought that was hilarious that at a Bruce Springsteen concert you just hear Bruce. And it just sounds like boo. And it just said booing. Yeah, like uh, going to a Yankees game in the '80s and hearing fans say uh, cheering for Lou Pinella, but they're going Lou, and I would scream boo, and my dad's like, they're saying Lou, and I'm like, what? That sounds like boo. Well, this sounds like poo, Charlie Poo. Well, recently when Donald Trump was at the uh, Yankees game and they introduced him on the big mono screen. I said, hey, your president's here. Everybody thought they were talking about not the boss of the country, but the boss, Bruce, and started, Bruce. Really? Yeah. And people thought it was booze, but the the whole crowd was collectively confused. This is already confusing. Yeah. Well, Charlie Puth's Nine Track Mind 2016, which actually has a a halfway decent song that I've heard four million times. In My Bones, is that on there? Is it In My Bones? I think that's what's on there. I know the ones are one call away. Uh, oh, in my blood. No, that's Sean Mendez. How Wrong many? person. Never mind. I've got my pooths all mixed up. Um, how many tracks are in Nine Track Mind? Uh, Take that's... a wild guess. Take a literally wild guess. Is it guess. between eight and ten? It might be. What a coincidence that would be. Charlie Pooh. <laughs> Upon release, Nine Track Mind was a commercial success, peaking at number six on the Billboard 200. However, the album received negative reviews from critics, of course, who called its production bland, criticized the writing of Pooh's overall performance, who I got uh, mixed up with, Shawn Mendes. Right, same guy. It's the same person, right? Um, Shawn Mendes, famously King of England in the 1600s. He was, was, yeah. Um, I think that points to a disconnect between um, commercial success, uh, what is popular, and what is good. Um, I need to say something. There's actually 12 tracks on this album. Oh, then another misnomer. Then that's a really, really bad name. It's terrible. It's terrible. Do you have anything more to say about Charlie Pooh? No, I didn't have anything to say about him in the beginning. Number six is Lil Wayne, a rebirth. Yeah. Lil Wayne. Oh, that's Lil Wayne. He lives in in Bergen County, doesn't he? Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. And he's not little either. He's a regular-sized man. Lil Wayne should try and not make rock. Is the is the um, is this a rock album? Yeah. So he made a rock album, rock pop, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of auto tune and weird guitar loops, and uh, he was kind of ripping off Coldplay. I think in a lot of tracks is what people were saying. You could say maybe the same thing about um, Post Malone is kind of doing the same thing, trying to cross genres and then you could say that Aerosmith tried to do the same thing with Run DMC and then you could say Limp Bizkit did the same thing in the 90s you know it's uh, I don't think those two genres are incompatible I just think there's a very specific way of, of making it good yeah and um, 
very few. Many have tried. Apparently nothing's good here. Succeeded. Uh, number five, Dirty Vegas, one. You know I've never listened to any one of these, I don't think, so far. Well, so you sent this list out two days ago, and I've listened to three of these albums. Okay. Yeah, because you, what you said to me this morning was really bothersome. Well, yeah, I mean... Well, was... we'll get to it. Let, okay. I want to talk about that. Fair. Um, can we just pass over that? Because I had, like, nothing to say over yeah, Dirty Vegas. that Vegas. one was the house album. Oh, that's the house album. Well, this is disappointing. Phil Collins, Testify, 2002. Boring, it says. Phil Collins is a, is a, just a, a... He's a staple of, of Western yeah. music, Western popular music. Huge. I have no verbs. No um, adjectives. No verbs. Yeah, I have no verbs. He, there, are no, there are no verbs. There are no verbs to describe this man. Should have sent a poet. <laughs> um, uh, he, um... What song? In, something in the air tonight. In the air. That's from the '80s. So what was on this album that he released? Uh, the song "Testify." The song. Okay. Um, I remember reading that it's like wishy-washy love songs that are over-emoted and yeah, under that makes sense. Poor Phil is not feeling well. We, we wish him the best. Call. I know he's watching right now. Thanks, Phil. Phil, thanks for watching. Yep. Uh, wish you would get better. We hope you get better. Tell the boys I said hi. You touched my heart. Can't stop loving you. The least you can do. He did a song in the Tarzan, Disney's Tarzan soundtrack. You be. Oh, you'll be in my heart. heart. He's a good songwriter in the wishy-washy 80s, 90s yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like at, at a certain point, like you listen to Paul McCartney's your record, and you're like, you are Sir Paul McCartney, I will listen to you. Yeah. But it's not as relevant as it used to be. Right. Um, I also do feel as though uh, there, again, is a market for wishy-washy, over-emotive uh, love songs. Yep. And it's, the market exists. It just might not be this particular critic's cup of tea. No. Anybody say anything about it? Elaine says, I love Phil Collins. This list just lost all credibility. Yeah, I'm having a problem with this list. The, I, th I think they, the last two times they, uh, they were pretty good, but this is now someone's opinion. Why are you pulling these lists off of Business Insider? Uh, it's Like I said, it's good SEO. They, they came up first. I'm a busy man. <laughs> I've got things to do. <laughs> this is your homepage? <laughs> when just, you, you search, like, best stuff of all time, and it comes up first. My, 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 my always first result is from Cracked. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, so that's number four. Number three, Viva Brother, famous first words. Never heard of this. I've never heard of this. I don't know. The songs range from a parade of cliches to plain ridiculous. Okay. All right, so now we're down to two and one. Um, so Guns N' Roses was not in the top ten. No. Oh. Spoiler alert. Shocking. We didn't even get to number one. You I'm, just spoiled the whole thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot that other people haven't read this list. Yeah. <laughs> There's one person sitting on the edge of his stool. And you can sit sit back and rest easy, Javi. Rest easy knowing that Kevin um, can't keep the words in his mouth. Nor, or the verbs. The, the verbs or the words or the adjectives. Should have sent a poet. So Kevin's favorite band, mm. Lip Biscuit, who... Yeah. A year and about a year ago, we did a really funny episode on Limp Bizkit and how Kevin um, has. I think we actually have a tape here, don't we? Uh, might it might it might have been on one of the mixes I gave you. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, I gave Dan some mixtapes last week, which I've I've not listened to. Right. So yeah, Limp Bizkit results may vary. 2003 credit score was very, very low. So here's the thing about Limp Bizkit. For yeah, me, tell me, please. I'm 31 years old, which means I was born in the, the, the old year of 1989. And as a 10-year-old watching TRL, Total Request Live on MTV, which stands for Music Television, uh, 
Limp Biscuit was a uh, regular, uh, they were popular yeah. uh, at a certain point in the late 90s. And uh, I kind of grabbed on. There was one song called Rearranged that I made it to the number one slot and had a really, oh. really good bass riff. Yeah. Really good bass riff in really it. Really good. And that said, again, there's a market for that sort of rock rap crossover, and I think uh, Fred Durst doesn't do it horribly. I no. listened to the album, I didn't think it wasn't the worst thing I'd ever heard. Yeah. This is when at, at the height of like when I was playing and um, playing live mm-hmm. recording, and it was it was a um, a critics disaster, um, snarky music musician disaster too. Cause oh. It's just it's not not fun to listen to. It, it's up in there in the creeds and the uh, the creeds of the world. The creeds, yeah. The Nickelbacks. The, the, the yeah. The fish, the, the you know, like, things mud. like that. Oh. <laughs> the puddles of mud. The late. I Phil take Collins. it back. Not the late Phil Collins. He's still hanging in. The late Phil Collins. The late, the late to the show because he was late. He, right. called, he texted me. He was like, "Listen, right, Dan." <laughs> and we had the technical difficulties. So we he did. Was, he was in the original stream. He, Is he, he British? Was here before I swear, he just had to step out. Yeah, yeah. We love Phil. Is he British? British? Very, very British. Okay, I didn't. I can't do it very well. You know, talking to Charlotte today was fun because. Oh yeah. I've told her, uh, Charlotte helps, is someone that helps us with design, and if she's watching, hi. Uh, and I've told her a few times, like, you know, I, I can do a British accent, but listening to you do it makes me realize how bad mine is. Yeah, it's like, uh, I play guitar, and then I listen to Van Halen, I'm just like, <laughs> can I? <laughs> yeah. Or one of our instructors, you said Nick is really a pretty amazing, and mm. you, you, I mean, you've got chops, my friend, but my British, my, my British chops aren't, aren't as good when you talk to a... A Brit. Um, number one, do we have a drum roll? <laughs> number one, uh, coming in at number one, the worst album of all time, according to people sitting in a closet uh, at uh, businessinsider.com, Kevin Federline playing with fire. And I think that's totally unfair. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that K-Fed... K-Fed. That is, as his humble fan base has come to know him. Ex-husband of Britney Spears is a great musician. I think that, first of all, he's not just some famous person's husband. He is a competent rapper and and dancer. (laughs) And uh, the music, it was unoffensive to me. It was um, somebody, somebody wrote some beats and he let it flow. So you think that he got a raw deal because he was the ex-husband of Britney Spears? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, if, if maybe uh, he wasn't. <laughs> Actually, that's probably how he got to where he Yeah, was. because if I was the husband of Britney Spears, I wouldn't be sitting with you right now. I'd be recording music. Yeah, um, and I think I'm that... I much think, better than either. I, well, I think that the, uh, the amount of nepotism in not just the music industry, but... We've uh, talked about this many times. The nepotism... Business. It's just ridiculous. Like, if you look at, okay, Caveman, famous because Britney Spears. Uh, Ashley Simpson, famous because of Jessica Simpson. Uh, Miley Cyrus's father was uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. And now her sister's making music, too. And there's now more, there's another Cyrus out there. There's, there's more Cyruses than there are viruses. That's... Is that too soon? That's... I think it's also... Yeah, it's too soon. It's also false. <laughs> there's, like, very few Cyruses. Uh, but there's too many uh, in the limelight, I think. Um, and uh, I don't know. The the album, yes, I, I was being facetious before. It was bad. 
Uh, oh, okay. Thank I think you. that um, uh, there's something to be said about a, a certain level of cultural appropriation <laughs> that happens when uh, a white dude like raps like he's from the hood and like talks about being from the hood. Uh, if he's not actually from the hood, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't it's know. Just, well, it's not relevant. It's just stupid. It, it, it's just it's you just stole so much <laughs> from hip hop. Yeah. Well, in, in the music and the 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 the, the rhymes. Eminem had a story. His story was um, legitimate. Yeah, it, it, it had a, he had a background. He came from a rough upbringing, and his story was legitimate. And he was welcomed into the community. Right, because right. Of, of legitimate talent that he had. And he had amazing talent. Right. Does, does, I have never listened to this. So does Kevin? Does K Fed have any talent? His flow is whack. His flow is whack. Oh my god! And I can say that. Let's let's close that out. Uh, the honorable mention that uh, Kevin discovered this week, which I distributed to my music music friend community, is this band called the Shags. Holy bleep! It's only bad on his first listen. You, listen, do yourself a favor, and um, Kevin, you, you, since you brought it into the world, I think you should you should talk about it. But I, I want to invite the, the user right now. Do yourself a favor. And uh, go to your Spotify, go to your Google, mm-hmm. Google, or you know, type in the Shags, mm-hmm. and listen to it because um, keep us open in another tab so the algorithms uh, see that engagement. Uh, but <laughs> the Shags, so they they put out an album in 1969 called Philosophy of the World. The story of the Shags goes like this: A man with three daughters went to a fortune teller. Uh, or palm reader or something, and she said that uh, you have, your three daughters will be in a famous music group. And so he was like, oh, cool. And then being young at the time, he took them out of school, sold a bunch of their family's possessions, purchased two guitars, a drum set, uh, uh, two mics, and a mic stand, two mic stands, and studio time, and put these untrained musicians in a professional recording studio. Having never played. Having never played the instruments, having never learned anything about music beyond what they might have learned in uh, elementary school, and they said, go. And they put out an album, uh, and upon first listening, it's bad. And then upon second listening, you're like, huh. <laughs> There's, there might be something here. And it's listed as one of uh, Frank Zappa's and one of Kurt Cobain's favorite albums. Uh, Primarily because their lack of musical training created like a vacuum of, of influence, which resulted in their music sounding so totally unique, so unlike anything that has come before or since, that it was, it was just like originality, like raw originality. Uh, quote, it's the sickest, most stunningly awful, wonderful record I've heard in ages. Yeah. That's a, that's a direct quote uh, from a critic. And um, when you listen to it, there's a song called my favorite song on the record is uh, my pal foot foot it makes you second guess who you are as a human being yeah. because what you're listening to is so god awful yeah. but when you really think about it they i think you've mentioned this to me you know they achieved the success that they were looking for That's the irony. greater than anybody else including me right <laughs> sitting there going this is god awful but they did Kurt Cobain and Frank Zappa are the two of the most influential <laughs> yeah Musicians of all time, yeah. and even though it is like it's literally worse, you you can't even listen to it. That's it, how bad it is. It didn't, it's, it didn't surprise me that the, those two, in yeah, particular, Frank Zappa especially, of Kurt Cobain has gone out of his way to try to make bad music. It's see, like so this, this top ten. There's a difference here. So like the top ten is just 
taste. It's your taste. You listen to it. Somebody listened to it from Business Insider. Again, probably sitting like in a corner, uh, having uh, his or her num nums. I think at, that uh, list was specifically the lowest scores from critics, so that's why it was top ten. Was it from lowest scores critics? from critics? Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. These critics, whatever. You know, but you, at least musically, it's quote unquote sound. Like you're gonna have parts, yeah. and there's going to be production, yeah. but but. But the shags no. sounds like someone fell down the stairs with 15 instruments. There was a story where <laughs> when they were in this studio, the uh, recording engineer would be recording them, and then all of a sudden they would all just stop and be like, oh, we made a mistake. And he'd be like, how did they know <laughs> they made a mistake? Just, uh, it's, like, it's really charming, I would say. Yeah. I don't know if it's charming. Listen to my pal Foot Foot and let me know. Because that is, that is by, by far my... My favorite. I'm gonna cover that. Never harmonize it. All right. Post it on YouTube. So, so that's the ten worst. Um, you have a game for us. Oh yeah. So the game is called uh, Two Truths and a Lie, wherein you and I both tell. We'll go three rounds: two truths and one lie about ourselves and our past musical experiences. The other can ask up to three questions about any of those experiences, and by the end of that, have to determine which one is the lie. Okay. And we have, a, we have a scoreboard for it, and we'll earn points, and the winner, or the loser, uh, is forever banned. Forever what? Banned. Banned from what? No, Playing in, this game again? In a band. Forever, forever banned from being in a band? Yes. The loser? Yeah. <laughs> is forever banned from being in a band? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the, those are the stakes. All right, Maddie, take note of that and follow me around for the rest of my life. Elaine well, says she's listening to the shags now, and her ears are bleeding. <laughs> Once that blood clots, <laughs> you'll get through to the the good gooey center. You have to build up a tolerance to their music. Yeah, listen to my pal Foot Foot. It's the second track on the album. It's really it's special. All right, you ready for round one? I guess so. <clears throat> All right, two truths and a lie about me. Um, I have played guitar on a boat. Uh, ukulele on a boat and piano on a boat. The lie has to be piano on a boat. You have three questions. Would you like to use them, or just want to no. go straight, straight to the? I, that's, that's, uh, so um, my my first question is, uh, what were you doing on a boat? Um, I was, I was not drowning. Uh, what were you wearing? Regular clothes, business okay. casual. Uh, did you have a date? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, one time I did, yes. Oh, this is multiple times. Yes. How did you get the piano on the boat? Those are three questions. <laughs> you may now answer. <clears throat> uh, the lie has to be piano. That is incorrect. I knew that. Was I have played piano on a boat. It was a cruise ship, a carnival cruise ship. Oh. Um, the lie was ukulele on a boat. Uh, the guitar that I played was on a tour boat around my sister's college in Marist, or at, in Poughkeepsie, Marist College, oh. around the Hudson River. Well, I've learned something today about you. Yes. Is it my turn? Yes. Oh, man. Two truths and a lie. Uh, in the 80s... Oh. Uh, as a child, mm. I um, was an avid football player. Okay. Um, I had a mullet. Okay. 
and I wore uh, tight shorts. Okay. Ooh, that's okay. So uh, in the 80s, uh, mullets were big in the 80s. Um, so it wouldn't shock me. You can ask me questions. Um, I thought you were more of a baseball fan. No, that's one of my questions. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, multiple sport fan. Okay. All right. Um, uh, the tight shorts or short shorts? Did you say tight shorts? Uh, were they also short? They were short okay. because it was the '80s. Because it was the '80s. Yeah. That would see that wouldn't surprise me either. The mullet yeah. and the shorts don't surprise me. I'm gonna say football. You were an avid football player. Is that lie. is is a lie? Yeah. You are correct. Yes. Very good. I get a point. All right. <laughs> I never do well in these games. Uh, I I meticulously plan these questions. Okay. Um, I have seen. Uh, the band Aerosmith live. I have seen the band, the group Simon and Garfunkel live, and I've seen over 50, sorry, 30 fish shows. No, I can't do it. I don't, I don't even know how to ask these questions. Uh, so, so ask one about each scenario. But I know you've seen multiple fish shows. It's the question of how many. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even know how to approach that. And I know you've been to uh, the Simon and Garfunkel thing. Oh, you knew that? Yeah, you told me that. Oh. And what was the other one? Aerosmith. See, Aerosmith, you don't know any of the albums or the songs. So uh, do you? can you name one song? Uh, Walk This Way. Can you name two songs? Jaded. What? Jaded. Can you name three songs? And he's got a gun. Annie's got a gun? Janie's got a gun? Janie's, Janie's got, a gun. got a gun. So my answer is the lie is Aerosmith. You're incorrect. God, Google it. I have not seen over 30 fish shows. I have seen over 20. Yeah, that's a trick question. <laughs> because, you know, once you get over 10. Yeah, I mean, and... You're there for the popcorn right. and the soda. That's mostly it. That's what that's what that's what the fans are always clamoring about. That's what they're selling in the parking lot. The popcorn and soda because the popcorn and the soda very is expensive for. in the venue. I love going to events for the popcorn and soda. I have to fill my pockets with pocket with popcorn. Really? And uh, little Ziploc bags of soda. They need to take. They need to give you like a portable bathroom at a concert. When po- when concerts come back in like twenty years, they need to have um, portable bathrooms. Uh, like a porta potty. Like in, but like really close, like in, like on you, like, like, so like attached a, to you. Like a, like a medical. <laughs> like a colostomy bag. Like a colostomy bag. <laughs> here's your ticket back and here's your colostomy bag. Do you want me to help you put that in, sir? Oh, God. Uh, but I mean, how many times have you been to a concert and you've just been like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, but that's the purpose of them playing ballads. So then you go. Yeah. So you leave. You yeah. don't feel like you're going to miss anything. No. Well, especially at a fish show. Not during the ballads. No. I'm during the farmhouse. I mean, by the twentieth time, see, or it's not every fish show is different. Yes, and every rendition of a song played by fish is different. Unfortunately, yes, yes. I've, I've noticed that with your your list. Yes. Um, okay. Is it my turn? Yes. We're still doing this. Yeah. Uh. So, when I started Real Brave, uh-huh. I could play the drums really well. Okay. I could also play the guitar really well. Okay. Uh, I could also uh, run a business really well. Okay. 
Those are the two truths and a lie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm to say when you started Real Brave. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say the lie is that you could run a business really well because it was your first yep. time. Yes. You didn't even ask me any questions. No, because I know that you could play guitar and drums. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two points, two zit. <sighs> uh, but this last question is worth three points. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Read it even out. All right, so here's my two truths and a lie. <clears throat> I have played... I was... Uh, many people don't know this about me, but I showed much promise uh, as a... Uh... What you got there? Is that a drum? Is that you playing drums? Is that the Shags? Yes! All right, so... <laughs> you know, you can keep that going. Um, as a child, I showed much promise as a uh, thespian, an actor on the stage. And I famously played the title role in Aladdin. I played uh, the title role in Guys and Dolls. And I played the title role in Fiddler on the Roof. I, don't, I didn't know you had uh, thespian talent. Oh, yeah, I can act. Thespian. I didn't know that you were a thespian. Yes. I, I, I act all... I, I act all... I'm acting right now. All thespians can. Yes. Uh, can you repeat all that? Because I was... The shags. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Because I was listening to the top ten worst albums, and I couldn't focus on anything. <laughs> um, I've I played the title role in Aladdin, the title role in Guys and Dolls, and the title role in Fiddler on the Roof. Oh... <sighs> Do you know Yiddish really well? Uh, no. Okay. I don't see Fiddler on the Roof being like a, a school thing. It was. So if that was a question, uh, yes, that was a seventh grade. Uh, so all of these shows actually happened? Yes. They really did? Yes. And you were in two of them? I was in all three. Which one's a lie? That's you, that's the point of the game. Well, I'm trying to get you to tell me. Oh. Um, <laughs> but he was the lead. Uh, yeah, it was the title role. Okay. Yeah, I still don't understand the question because this is still playing. <laughs> so, is the title role in yes. Aladdin, the title role in Fiddler on the Roof, or the title role in Guys and Dolls? One of those is a lie. I wouldn't even know how to ask a question. You're gonna ask, folks. Can you help me out here so I can get a point? You can. Uh, you can ask like, uh, what uh, how, was there a lot of lines to learn, or was the the, the choreograph like that thing I sent you from exactly, Elon Musk? Exactly. Elon Musk. So and if I'm telling the truth, I'll be able to elaborate. Okay. That well, I mean, it's it was 20 years ago. Yo. Yeah. Jeez. Or 30. No, but 20. It was 20. So, uh, can you uh, recite anything from Fiddler on, Fiddler on the Roof? Uh, tradition. Okay. Can you recite uh, anything from uh, one of the other ones? <laughs> I can show you the world. I know you're in Aladdin, so like this is—I know that's the truth. Oh. Um, we talked about that last week. Did we really? We well, brought in your Aladdin mixtape. I had such big mouth. And then the other one was what? Uh, guys and dolls. Guys and dolls. Lane House said, "Did you play one of the dolls?" No, but excellent question. That is an excellent question. Someone's listening. So, I'm going to go with Guys and Dolls. You're correct. Hey! I got something right! And uh, as such, I've uh, earned three points. So, uh, oh, wait. 
No, you're wrong. <laughs> I got confused about the rules. No, you just made it up. So sorry to take that away from you. The correct answer was Fiddler on the Roof. I did not play the Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, in Guys and Dolls, I did play one of the guys. Elaine was really close. She asked if I played one of the dolls. Uh, but this was title, title roles. That was the part of the question. This is what it sounds like. That was part of the question. So it was the, I was doing the title. Alright, you got you got uh you got one more. And if I get this wrong, I lose three points. Alright. Uh, currently 2-0 me. Uh I have um I don't know. This is gonna be a tough one because I really didn't prepare for this. You did. Of you, course you, you did, because you're you're, you're always prepared. There. Life is really difficult right now. I think the top one says notes, and then on the other side of it, yeah, is musical notes. Uh, so I, um, my favorite band of all time, okay, Shags, is the Shags. Yeah. Right. Let's see where we're at. Okay. So good. So good. That's my pal, Foot Foot. I don't even think that the algorithm on Facebook can recognize it because it just sounds again like someone falling down a uh, like a mountain. Another comment on that video was uh, it sounds like three musicians playing four different songs at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> or like when the um, you know, like a tape got flipped, and it would just you would just hear like all the songs yep. playing over and over again. Yep. yep. All right. So my favorite song, my favorite band of all time, is uh, Foreigner. Okay. Yeah, no, this is I, I didn't prepare for this. Man. <laughs> this is not this is not gonna turn out well. I mean Foreigner's a good band. They're really good. I just got I just bought all their vinyl. Oh nice. Um Really? Yeah, I did. Wow. Yeah, I started with Foreigner. Uh-huh. <sighs> oh, okay. I got one. Alright. Uh my first car uh-huh. was a nineteen eighty six uh brown Mustang. Okay. Uh, my second car was a 1992 Nissan Sentra, mm-hmm. and my third car was a uh, 1988 Mercury uh, Avalon. He just made that up off the top of his head. Uh, I'm going to ask a question about the... Uh, no, wait a second. I got it wrong. Mercury... Sable. Mercury okay. Sable. Sorry. All right, cool. Uh, what was the first one again? Uh, Mustang. What color was it? Brown. Was it a six-speed? It was no. Or was it a manual manual transmission? I don't know. Okay. Oh, that's the lie. What? That's the lie. Okay. Was it manual or automatic? You don't know. Yeah. Well, I didn't answer you. It was thirty years ago. I don't remember. I remember my first car was a, it was a manual transmission. Uh. They were all automatic. Okay. All. Okay. Um. The Mercury. How much you pay for that? Free. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one, the Nissan. Was it free. Nissan? It was free. Uh, uh, I believe that too. <laughs> I'm gonna say the uh, the 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 first one is the lie. Uh, <laughs> they were all the truth. Weren't they? No, the second one's a lie because uh, I had a stanza. Oh, ah. Uh, well, I lost three points. Yes, you did. I don't know why. <laughs> you guys here, I got negative one. Congratulations. Oh, come on! You have won. 
What did I win? Uh, I, I'm not allowed to be in a band. <laughs> That's. Really I'll take that in, in a jiffy. It's a bummer. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Real Brave Live. We are a music studio. We do lessons. Uh, we have our own online um, platform where you can be connected to an instructor, get live one-on-one lessons. Uh, this platform is really innovative and fun to use. Uh, you can sign up today by going to practice-pad.com. You can also come to one of our three in-person locations. If you're in Europe, though, sorry, you're going to have to get on a plane, but you can't because you're going to have to take COVID tests. Once you get the COVID test, you're going to have to come here and actually be let into the country, which is going to be really hard to do. Alternatively, you could take a boat, and if that boat has a piano on it, you could play it. This is true. Like I did. <laughs> this is true. Uh, you can go to realbraveaudio.com uh, to learn more about us. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for watching. Yes, and we'll see you next time on Real Brave.